Welcome to Monsters Out of Context. Now, I still think a devil is gonna make a better neighbor than some angry giant who doesn't understand boundaries. So what you're what you're trying to tell what you're saying is the one with dark vision works at a nightclub. Okay, but like what is a ghoul doing running a restaurant? Yeah, it has a strength of plus five, but it is <laughs> not very smart. Who, who would, would win? win? Boom! And this is where a cool like intro music will go, like right here, right now, and then it'll be like, ah, oh, they're starting the podcast, and that's how our listeners are gonna know that this like we're boom, we started. Cool. Um, then I'm gonna say welcome, everyone. I'm Abby, and I'm Corso, and this is Monsters Out of Context. Every week, we're gonna randomly select two creatures from the Monster Manual, learn a little bit about their stats, where you find them in pop culture, and then pit them against each other as applicants for a job. Who do we have this week? Uh, so this week we have the Dragon Turtle Ooh. and the Helmed Horror. Ooh, we love alliteration. <laughs> so yeah, all monsters are coming out of the monster manuals from Dungeons and Dragons, but do not fret if you've not heard uh, or if you don't play. These are still things you will have heard of or we can get you in on the loop and perhaps use it for your storytelling or for your next game or perhaps you've uh, made some connections between a show that you watch. Right on. Um, do you want to start this week? Yeah, sure. So this week I got saddled with the Helmed horror saddled makes it sound like it was a bad thing <laughs> uh well the helm horror is a terrifying thing not necessarily evil uh not actually evil at all it is a neutral thing so let's dive in uh first off the helm horror is a uh i don't know if you've looked at it before but it is a it's a living suit of armor okay oh but the catch about it, the reason it's neutral, is because it's uh, they're they're usually like a guardian of something. So uh, whoever magically brings it to life gives it like this is what you're guarding or this is your job, and it's like cool, dude, whatever. And it like they don't because it was brought to life by somebody. It's not like it knows evil or good. It just knows well, that's my job. Like okay, that's what I'm here for. You know, <laughs> neutral but a horror, a neutral yeah. horror. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have an idea as to why they call it a horror. A uh, is because it's a moving, fighting suit of armor. Uh, but when it comes to fighting, so like I said, we, we talk about stats. This thing, it, so it's got a challenge rating of four. Uh, for those of you who don't know about challenge ratings, um, they just determine how hard a monster would be to defeat uh, based on your your party. And the higher the challenge rating, the harder it gets. The challenge ratings go up all the way to like 26 and stuff like that. Uh, they, they, they go wild high. Um, but something like uh, this, it's a challenge rating of four. Meaning, yes, in a higher level, your characters in this game, or if you fought it in something else, could probably handle it if they're higher levels. But if you're just starting, you don't want to run into something like this. You know, uh, if you're like a civilian in a, in a little town and something like this descends on your town, that's the beginning of an anime because that town is gone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and yeah, so the reason I think, you know, it might be called a horror is because this thing has damage resistance out the wazoo. Uh, you name it, other than like magical attacks and um, yeah, other than magical attacks and weapons made out of adamantium. Uh, sorry, let me make that sure I'm not ripping. As yeah, yes. 
and sorry, let me correct that. Uh, it is adamantine. Uh, so that way, it, yeah, it's adamantine. Oh, come on. So we different. know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, other than magical attacks and weapons made of adamantine, this thing has resistance uh, to those. So every time you hit it, it's taken half damage instead of full damage. And it's got resistance to like everything imaginable uh, magically. Like you can't charm it. You can't put it to sleep. You can't uh, you can't read its mind. You can't any of these things. It's literally just a melee fighter that can take a ton of damage and reduce it. Um, so yeah, it's pretty like terrifying in a straight up fight. And to make matters worse, it is intelligent. Uh, oh, I feel like that's different from some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So it specifically talks about how it's different from just an animated suit of armor. That thing gets given a task and it takes it literally. This thing understands the intent. It's like, hey, protect this. And it's like, all right, cool. Uh, so if anyone shows up, like, I don't have to kill them. But like, if they try and go in, I'll, that's not happening. And it's intelligent in combat. So while it's not, it doesn't have like the ability to set traps or think ahead. In combat or in protection, it will target the weakest of your party and your healers to make it easier on itself in combat. Holy. Yeah. That's a little, that's unnerving. That's what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're a DM using this, keep that in mind. If you use a Helm Horror to fight your party, uh, it will target the weakest of them or the most helpful of them first. So protect your squishy boys, parties. That's what, that's what you're hearing. <laughs> yeah, yes. And to add just a little flavor to that, they decided to make it really terrifying when you're someone who's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to fly into the air away from this suit of armor. And then the suit of armor will walk on air because it has a flying speed. Okay. Yes. It will literally, like, there's, it doesn't care. It will, it has a flying speed and a walking speed and it has no wings. So it walks on air as if casting air walk and it will pursue you into the sky. That's horrible. Like I'm already thinking that I would love to throw this at a party, you know? I thought, um, okay, but okay. This <laughs> maybe should be out of the episode, but like when we played that, that campaign where we had the orbs that brought things to life, was this not what they were? They were different no. things? Nope. Those okay. were just um, animated armor. Oh, okay. And they just like attacked indiscriminately. This thing would be like you it's a bodyguard and it has sort of a mind of its own. Uh it doesn't like do anything beyond its orders, but if you give it an order, it'll like, okay, I get what you want me to do. And I like if if doing the order would cause something to go wrong. Like, you can't use, like, oh, it said protect it. Well, technically, I'm going to talk my way out of this, because if you hurt us, that's not protecting it. it. It's like, no, I'm I'm pretty sure he wants me to stop you guys from getting in the building, so. <laughs> like... Okay, okay. So did you find any examples of this in, like, pop culture, like, outside of the D&D &D realm? Yes. So for those of you listening, um, and for Abby, uh, one of the ways you could imagine if you're having a had if you're having a hard time wrapping your mind around this, there is a main character immediately that came to mind. So at first I was trying to look up like uh, I, I won't say immediately, but I was trying to look up like okay, who and what is a helmed horror supposed to be like? Because uh, it's a it's an animated suit of armor, but it's smarter than that. Then I realized 
it's Full Metal Alchemist. It's Alphonse Elric. Uh, so in Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Alphonse Elric is the suit of armor, the brother who is, his soul has been bound to this suit of armor. So he is a living, thinking, fully functional suit of armor. He doesn't feel pain. He doesn't need to eat. He's held together by magic. Would this be like the, like the Tin Man in Wizard of Oz, though? Like, would he be a very benign version, you think? Oh, but yeah. I I actually, okay. no, yeah, the Tin Man for sure is like a neutral... Yeah, no, okay, I appreciate Tin Man. your love of anime, but someone on this call has not <laughs> seen that. <laughs> so if I'm sure not, there are okay. more like me. Okay, well, if you're like Abby, then Wizard of Oz Tin Man is definitely a good example. That is a living suit of armor that is intelligent and could plan. Now, technically, he might be a little too intelligent. Same things goes for Alphonse. They are they are a whole living soul. But like, take that a step down. But they're still conscious, cognitive. So it's it's a lot like them is what you're dealing with, um, and their ability to like. <laughs> now I'm imagining the Tin Man in combat, and like, that's funny. <laughs> like him and his axe. What's, what's, <laughs> he wanted a heart, right? That's what he wanted. That's a horror story in and of itself. Because uh, now I've just got a Tin <laughs> well, Man. the whole Wizard of Oz story is a horror story. Okay, but hear me out now. I'm going to make a Tin Man that's a bad guy. Or he's going to be neutral in his mind, but he's going around killing people, trying to get I mean, their hearts. one of your one-shots. Like one of your movie one-shots. Ooh, a Wizard of Oz one-shots? Yes. Oh, you have to stop the four of them. You have to stop the little From girl who murders wizard. witches. Oh, yeah, she because that's the thing. <laughs> that's you would make happened. Dorothy a murderer of spellcasters. You would make uh, the Tin Man just like a, someone killing people for hearts. The lion is a loose lion in public, and the scarecrow is a living nightmare. So, okay. You're welcome for that idea. I would like credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you will. Yeah, I mean, it's here in the podcast uh, right true. now. There it is. This is evidence. Uh, so yeah, so those are my facts about the Helmed Horror. Let's learn a little bit about your Dragon Turtle, eh? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, dragon Turtles are dope. Um, they're basically dragons that are turtles. <laughs> um, and you know how dragons <laughs> really like treasure and they hoard it and stuff? That's basically all a Dragon Turtle does. It just like floats around in the deep sea. It like takes down pirate ships and then it'll swallow <laughs> the treasure and then take it back to its nest and regurgitate it. Um, oh my God, that is... So I've seen dragon turtles before, but the concept, yeah, they, they're, they're the Kraken. Like, yeah, well, I also, but the Kraken like, doesn't about, want the gold. Um, uh, <laughs> not to jump straight to pop culture, but I thought actually of the giant crab in Moana, but if it was a dragon turtle, that's basically the, the vibe that I feel like the dragon turtle has. Um, yes. But they're smart enough that like, actually you can bribe them. Um, so like pirates will give them treasure so that they don't attack their ship. Um, also I noticed, uh, there was, um, there's another monster <laughs> in the manual that we will get to that I had to look up how to pronounce the name and there it's a Sawagin, um, or a Sawahin. Um, it's like mer people basically. And they will like work with the dragon turtles to like take down ships and stuff, which is cool. We'll get to them in another okay. episode, I'm sure. But also Marid, uh, like these water genies that are referenced throughout the monster manual, but are not a monster themselves in the manual, will put a throne on a dragon turtle and ride it 
and make it do what they want. And I thought that was so dope. And they're just these water genies. Um, that's, but yeah, that's funny. But that's basically okay. that's and uh, I mean they're huge. Um, well, see that in and of itself is like a story written out for D and D players right there. You have a turtle that works with lower beings than it or weaker beings than it because they want something. So you could write a campaign based on that. But also there are higher, more magical beings that literally use this dragon as a throne. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, there's a lot there to unpack but <laughs> we don't have time for that we don't have time <laughs> for all of that um but basically like dragon turtles they just like go hoard treasure that's what they want to do they don't really care about much else um they are super old though they are from like the beginning okay. in theory like they are one of the oldest monsters um so assumably if you have to fight one of these things it is no bueno well it's got a challenge rating of 17 um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So yeah, it's not it's not great. Um, okay. Does it have damage resistance? Oh, it's only resistant fire, which is weird. Um, well, it but, makes sense if it's like underwater mainly. You know, I dare you to cast true. fireball down here. You know, it's <laughs> true. Um, but they're super cool. I want a dragon turtle, not to <laughs> like I want to be one of the ones who gets to ride the dragon turtle. Um, cause that just sounds like a lot of fun, yeah, um, but not to fight one. No, that sounds, that would be horrible. Also, I learned that dragon turtles like are a thing in Chinese culture. Um, oh. so like, uh, dragons and turtles are part of like the celestial, I forgot what it was called. I should have written it down. But um, like they're important. Uh, the dragon obviously is important in Chinese culture. And like the combination of them is used in feng shui. Um, and it's like to attract wealth. Which oh, makes sense. That's funny. Right? So. I wonder if that has something to do. So sometimes people, this is not always, and I don't want to give Wizards of the Coast or anybody credit for something they didn't do, but this may be what happened. Uh, sometimes people do their research on stuff like that, and they really, like, work that into the story. Um, and so, yeah, if you're ever building anything, people, uh, do the, like, cultural history research on it, because sometimes you will find answers to stuff you didn't even know you were asking. Because uh, yeah. that right there, that's such a cool connection that it's like, if you didn't do that on purpose, way to luck out, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, Dragon okay. Turtles. I'm and so fan. that, so yeah, the, the pop culture references for them with Chinese culture and, uh, well, kind and, of like Moana. Well, just like, I imagine that if I were going to play or create a dragon turtle, I would give it the same attitude as the crab in Moana. Yeah, okay. Just like shiny things, just hangs out in his cave. Just Probably it, yeah. Probably a song about it. That's <laughs> not necessarily canon about dragon turtles. But should we find out what job these guys are going for? Not that they're necessarily yes. guys, but... But let's let them apply for a job. Uh, so while Abby's looking that up, part of the thing that we're doing is uh, we're going to take these monsters and pull them out of context, as is the name of the podcast. We're going to make the two monsters be, uh, instead of fighting each other, because you heard a challenge rating of four versus 17, that's ridiculous. We There's no question. But what if they were applying for a job? 
now suddenly ratings don't matter. It's more about the personality of the monster. So uh, Abby's got a giant smile on her face. Uh, Abby, what job did you pull out of the randomizer? Circus act. <laughs> Wait. Okay, so that's really funny for a lot of layers. First off, episode one, you guys get to learn I'm a circus artist. Uh, so that's funny. That's a that's a good place to start. So I'm going to be a little biased here, maybe. Um, but second off, okay, how big is a dragon turtle? Because that's where oh. I need to know first. Because <laughs> we're talking about, like, it, what size tent is this requirement? Where is the size? It is gargantuan. Okay, yeah, so it's it's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's bigger. That's how it takes down ships. Like, Jesus. it's got to be big enough to take down a giant-ass pirate ship. Oh, it's also a neutral creature. I just noticed that. So it like it literally doesn't give a fuck about anything but treasure. It's just it's like, just doing its thing. Okay, so let's let's put these applicants yep. in the job. So okay, so we'll talk about the helmed horror real quick. Uh, what are some things that work for the helmed horror being a circus act? Uh, all of its damage resistance. It is like the 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 creature that could do like, hey, look, I could do all these things and nothing hurts me. You know. Um, but with the way people are, I wonder if that's a con because there's no quote unquote danger to the, like, that's how some people are. They're like, oh, it's a tight, tight wire, but no one cares because there's no risk involved. The armor will just uh, like assemble itself again. So, huh, that might actually work against it. There's like, I don't know. People are pretty awful and they kind of like things just getting like destroyed over and over again. So I feel like that would probably like, yeah, maybe not affect it because it's okay. Like, so, yeah. You just get to watch repeated violence over and over again without actually having to feel the guilt of something getting hurt. Yeah, it might be able to do like acts that we couldn't typically. Like now I'm imagining it gets shot out of a cannon, but directly into a wall, like, or something. And people are like, oh my God, <laughs> man. You know, like those little boys who like to knock over Lego towers. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that vibe. Okay. I do think that I will, I will say that there is probably something more thrilling about actual danger, but... um. So I could maybe what go either would, way on that one. So, okay. So what's a con? Let's try and specifically think of a con about being it. So I guess, you know, we're, we're already talking about the Helm's Horror's con is like the lack of like uh, it, people not maybe viewing it as a sentient creature. So if you're applying it by, you know, if you're like, hey, I want to be a circus artist. And I'm like, uh, what do you do? You know? <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, so that'd be a bit of an odd spot. Uh, do you have a con in mind? I don't think so. I think it'd also maybe be super cool the first time you saw it, like like it, so you so this would be a traveling circus for one because they travel anyway. But like the helmed horror would oh, be yeah. like the finale act, and you just wouldn't tell anyone about it. So like the first time they saw it, it would be super dope because maybe they didn't know that it did what it did. But that's why you have to keep traveling as a mm -hmm. show, and you gotta like, I don't know, hope people don't spoil it. Okay, yeah, hope people don't ruin it. I guess it. is how we function with movies. You know, you hope that no one who sees the movie spoils it for other people. I'm imagining it as a ringleader, so it could be like the ringleader of a circus because it can do all the stuff, and the actual like people in 
danger, you know, whatnot. But also, so when I was researching the Helmed Horror, I was researching a bunch of little like Reddits and people talking about ideas of how to play one. And somebody had this cool idea of they wanted a character, an NPC that actually wore a suit of armor. But what you didn't know is it was a Helmed Horror that they had built, but they wore it. Oh. And so people were like, they were asking, so how would I deal with the stats if they fight it or ask it for help? And people were like, okay, so it's sort of like a mount. This thing gives the user potentially the ability to fly because the master can always uh, communicate with the with the helmed horror. So yeah, like now I'm imagining if I wanted to be twisted and make like a messed up circus world in D&D, the, fi- the finale is the helmed horror but it's just a suit of armor. And then you take a random audience member and you go, sir, would you put this on? Oh, and you just put them in it. Oh my God. And then you make the helmed horror do a bunch of crazy things that that person could have never done. So it's awe inspiring, but when it's dodging elephant tusks or like air, side note, don't have animals uh, mistreated in circuses. Don't do that. Uh, But like, if it's like jumping through rings of fire with a live person inside of it who has no control, Okay, okay, okay. That's dope. But, like, hear me out about the dragon turtle, Yes, though. dragon turtle. Like, taming it the same way you have to tame a lion, and it's in a water circus, I guess. It, like, I don't know. I know nothing about the circus. <laughs> and so once you've got it tamed, though, what kind of tricks uh, are you trying to have this thing break out? I don't know. It likes to eat and regurgitate things. <laughs> that's actually a sideshow act called the regurgitator they would eat like uh like seven or ten like pennies or ping pong balls or something with numbers so it's on just them. a giant regurgitator look at that everything's better when it's bigger right <laughs> at least in so america it's regurgitating like boulders <laughs> Gross. but like treasure though i so i imagine like circuses that have like a story in their show and like the dragon turtle could be like a really good story element i wonder if it can i wonder if like the fact it can regurgitate i wonder if that affects like the gold or anything because if not is does it have like a pocket in its stomach that it can hold stuff that isn't like acid because if so that sounds like it would eat like one or two acrobats or something like think uh think red riding hood uh you know the wolf eats grandma and the fact that they were still able to cut grandma out of the stomach, like now I'm thinking a dragon turtle, part of the act is it eats two of the people in the story. And at the end of the show, it regurgitates them perfectly fine. But that depends on what happens in its stomach. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that it like regularly like does this, I assume that it probably has a way to transport the gold without it getting damaged because this is like one of its main Okay. Okay. So if, uh, if a dragon turtle was in a circus and this is magic world, cause it's a dragon turtle, but also magic casters. If I had a circus that had a dragon turtle in it, for some reason, you want to give it its element. You want to give it water. And so like, you want to either have a tank, but why, why not build a massive like crater in the ground that you can repair with magic when you're done, but that's part of your act. It's like you guys show up, you set up a tent, and in the tent, you have dropped like a 50-foot hole in the earth and filled it with water because the dragon turtle lives down there. 50 feet. Yeah, probably more than 50 feet, but still, the idea is like this thing is just chilling. (laughs) 
You basically anyway. have like a pocket ocean. Okay. Okay. Who would who um, would win in a in a job application? For a circus act. Yeah. Hmm. I would have to hire, and I, not just because it was my thing, but I would have to hire a Helm Tourer before a Dragon Turtle because of the, like, ease. What I do Dragon Turtles even eat? Yeah, like, the ease of getting <laughs> a Helm Tourer in. No sleep, no, no anything. No, I mean, I would have to agree. I also feel like there's more... Um... Versatility? Yeah, that's the word for a Helm Tourer as far as, like, acts go versus, like, the the... Dragon Turtle is probably pretty limited in what it can do, but maybe that's just because we're not creative. <laughs> also, maybe because it's a dragon and it's like, no. Yeah, it's probably like, <laughs> fuck this. You'd have to pay it so much. Also, what do they eat? <laughs> like feeding it, like the upkeep for this thing? Nah. Also, I don't think a Dragon Turtle would submit itself to being in the circus. It would run. So. It. That's it. And a, Ooh, <laughs> a dragon turtle that runs a circus on its back. Ooh, okay. As it floats through the ocean. That's a I'm that's a saying. good spot. Well, I but think that's a good spot for talking about these two creatures. I think um, so too. Oh, so I need to pick next week. Yeah, Abby's gonna grab next week's, and while Abby figures out what creatures we're gonna talk about next week, uh, real quick, just dipping back into you folks. Uh, so if you are listening, uh, we're gonna have, um, you know, this will be up on our Lark podcast website uh, on its own page, as well as uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll be listening to this. And so feel free to get in contact with us and let us know who you think uh, you would hire for a circus act, a dragon turtle or a hound horror. Uh, and on that token, if you guys do play D&D &D and you're thinking about using these characters, uh, you know, ask some questions about it. If you have used some characters, if you've used either of these, talk to us about that. Tell us about how you've used these, because I would love to hear that. Everyone does it different. Everyone's seen some cool stuff or got great ideas. Uh, I mean, we just here gave some ideas. You could have a circus. You could have, uh, you know, a whole story built on the dragon turtles, like hierarchy. And uh, Helm Horrors, you know, like I said, I, I read one today that you could wear it. And that's horrifying and awesome at the same time. So, yeah, just uh, play around with your ideas and uh, let us know about them. So I'll make sure uh, I'll make sure that you guys uh, in the commercial are able to figure out where to contact us. So make sure you didn't skip that. Cool, cool. Okay. So I had to adjust the list because I've got... <laughs> also, I would like <laughs> yeah. to point out the numbers that we got were 17 and 76. So 1776. Um, nice. But so that means that our creatures for next week are the Centaur and uh. the Hydra. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, the man. What a, what a difference. I think both are seen in Hercules, though. So They are. Look at that's that. That's cool. So that's our first pop culture reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, it's talking about the centaur and the hydra. Yeah. So I don't know. We got to figure out our sign off because I'm Corso. And I'm Abby. And this is this Monsters Out of Context. Nope. We're not going to. We'll take a. All right. We'll just, we'll just take another road. We'll take a swing at it each episode until we just line it up perfectly. That bothers me because we had our <laughs> intro ready. I just didn't write it down for the outro. <laughs>
Come back next week to see if we have an outro. Later, everybody. Bye.